0: Welcome to Epileptic Rants My name's Lucas If this is your first time tuning in Welcome If you're returning Welcome back All I'm gonna do is get on here and rant How is everyone doing today? I hope you consider yourself blessed I know I do I was able to wake up and put my knees on the ground And thank the Lord for life Every day I can do that, I consider a blessed day. Well, I guess the only thing I have to rant about today is my medication mix-up. It wasn't a mix-up on my part, but it was definitely a mix-up. I had a change in one of my prescriptions, and I'm not sure if I've already talked about this or not. I may have, but again I say I'm not sure. I don't see it written down anywhere, but I had a prescription change, and due to taking one of my medications the way I was told to take it, the prescription doesn't match the way I was taking it, so I was—I ran out early, so I ended up having to buy some of my pills. My insurance wouldn't cover it for the next two days. So I had to call my doctor and get another prescription called in this morning. That's why my podcast is coming out late because we had a back and forth between me, my doctor, and Walmart trying to get it all figured out. And they told me that it wasn't my fault, which always feels good because, boy, can I mess some stuff up. They told me just to bring my prescription back up to Walmart and they'll reimburse me for the pills that I actually paid for and that my doctor has called in a new prescription already with new instructions on how to take it so that my insurance will cover it now. So that feels good. It's a blessing just to have insurance because whenever I ask how much a month-long prescription would be. She told me it would cost a little over $200. And for a guy like me, living on Social Security, that's just outrageous. There's no way in the world I can afford $200-something a month just for one medication when I take five medications a month. So I'm glad we got all that sorted out. Now the hard part is going to be actually getting up to Walmart to get my new medication. That's the hard part. If I can't get a ride, I'll end up having to walk. But I'm pretty sure I can call my ex-roommate and he'll give me a ride up there. But it just gets old. Asking people for rides. You feel like you're bothering them. Which I know in my heart that I'm not bothering him. Because I take care of him pretty good. I make sure he has gas. And I pay him for his time. So I know I'm not bothering him. But it just... Call me a weirdo. I just don't like bothering people. I'm the type of person, if I wasn't scared to walk down the side of the highway, if I had a different route to take, I would rather just walk up there myself than ask anybody to take me. But the way it's going to go is, after I get through with my podcast, I'm going to end up calling him and asking him for a ride back to Walmart because he already took me up there yesterday when I had to buy the few pills just to make it to today. He won't mind it. He'll give me a ride. I'll put some gas in his car. I might even buy him some lunch. It's just all according what we do and what he has to do. And how many other people he has to take anywhere today. Because he gives a lot of people rides to a lot of different places. I told him he should get a job with Uber, but he likes doing what he does, and I appreciate it because it saves me from walking a lot of places, and he's cheaper than a cab. But if nothing else, I got a rant out. That's what I always like to do, I like to get a rant out. Let's see if we can find some good news. I know there's some out there. Let's see what we can find. Here's a story, boy does time fly, 65 years ago today, Rebel Without a Cause, starring James Dean and Natalie Wood, was released. The American drama film about emotionally confused teenagers was a groundbreaking attempt to portray the moral decay of American youth with critiques of parenting styles of the day, like fathers who don't attempt to connect with their sons. Over the years, Rebel Without a Cause has achieved landmark status for the acting of the cultural icon James Dean, fresh from his Oscar-nominated role in East of Eden, who died in a reckless car accident one month before the film's release at age 24. Despite the appealing personality and acting skill of Dean, the film was banned in New Zealand and Spain out of fears that it would incite teenage delinquency the beautiful natalie wood supporting actor sal mineo and director nicholas ray were all nominated for academy awards now that was definitely before my time but i've never seen rebel without a cause it's definitely a movie If it popped up on Netflix, I would probably watch it, just because of its landmark status. But it's something that 65 years ago today that movie came out. I just thought that was something worth reporting. Let's see if we can find some good news. Now this is definitely good news. South Australia has met 100% of its electricity demands with solar energy for the first time over the weekend, most of it coming not from solar farms, but PV panels mounted on rooftops. I don't know what PV panels are, but a combination of cloudless skies, low energy demand, and mild temperatures helped create conditions for 76 percent of circulating power to be generated by rooftop solar with utility scale solar farms making up the rest both sources combined to make 1.37 gigawatts of available power which would have generated 986 metric tons of co2 and would normally require 1 million pounds of coal, or around 100,000 gallons of gasoline. In sunny Australia, rooftop solar power had already reached a record of 900 megawatts per hour of output for the first time ever only weeks before, a record that would be broken for two and a half hours straight on Sunday when rooftop panels were cranking out, 992 MWH I think that's megawatts per hour records were being set outside of South Australia's bookkeepers as well as in a new report the International Energy Agency says solar is now the cheapest form of electricity for utility companies to build at the same time Panel technology gets more efficient and prices for basic panels continue to fall and investors are finding better and better financing deals. That's good news for South Australia and for the continent as a whole. As energy reports suggest, solar panel and battery installation will continue to expand there into 2021, removing the need for natural gas grid safeguards and even allowing for some of the excesses to be sent up to the state of Victoria. The future of solar energy is bright, of wind, breezy, of biofuels, smelling good, and in the IEA's annual energy outlook. They describe it as such after they ran scenarios whereby stated policies of various states around the globe are fulfilled and calculated to what that would mean for the energy sector. According to their analysis, global solar growth will amount to 13% each year and while capital costs have slightly gone up after years of declining, Other market conditions will push production and investment to new highs while 275 gigawatts per hour of global coal will be heading in the opposite direction by 2025. Global solar PV development exceeds pre-crisis levels by 2021 and sets new records each year After 2022, thanks to widely available resources, declining costs, and policy support in over 130 countries, reads the executive summary of the report. It adds that renewables will overtake coal as the primary means of electricity generation worldwide by 2025 noting that according to their objectives and current trajectory, China will have expanded renewables by 1,500 terawatts per hour by 2030, more than the electricity demand of the entire nations of Germany, France, and Italy last year. The financial markets are not blind to this. Investment firms like BlackRock, are taking a new climate-related approach to investment strategies, with their CEO, Larry Fink, writing letters to all the major CEOs whose money BlackRock manages that they will examine sustainable business practices of any company they plan to invest in. The records South Australia are setting are the signals of a global trend that will affect all markets and all energy companies and are likely only the falling of a few stones that starts an avalanche in the mountains. I find this to be good news because the way technology grows expands and becomes cheaper it won't be long before we'll all have solar panels on our roofs and we'll be able to produce our own electricity for our own homes and we won't even be hooked up to a grid. The panels will be so cheap and the batteries will be so cheap they'll be like our cell phones. Remember when a cell phone was just so expensive and very few had them and now the technology is just so immense yet it's just so cheap. I feel that's what's going to happen with solar panels one day. We're all going to have solar panels on our roofs. Like I said, this sounds like good news to me. Well, I got out a rant today, and I got out some good news. I hope you enjoyed it, and I thank you for tuning in. Just know that as long as I'm feeling well, I'll do it again tomorrow. I'll find something to rant about, and I'll share some good news with you. Maybe it'll brighten your day up just a little like it brightens mine up. So again, I thank you for tuning in and may you have a blessed day.